0: You're listening to the Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly. Now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details.
1: And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, Maga. Welcome to the Dilly Show. I'm your host, author Brendan Dilly. Slimpa Gray are still breathing. The wisdom and teachings of a perfectly flawed man. You can pick that up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or any other major book retailer please check that out i think you like the book been out almost 10 years now but i think you guys will enjoy it also if you love this show please support the show subscribestar.com forward slash the dilly show shout out to each and every one of you who have been diligent subscribers through the years it makes a tremendous difference on this broadcast it allows us to do really cool things such as travel for political events ...and other fun stuff, but subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. That's where you're going to go to sign up and become a subscriber for as little as $5 a month. Next up, we got the podcast. And if you want this show on a podcast format, you can now download it at bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. That's bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show, courtesy of magical producer Trevor. He does this each and every day, Monday through Friday... And make sure that you guys have availability for the podcast. It's, it's a, a, on all podcast formats. And that's all because of Trev. So we appreciate him. Check that out today. All right, you guys. Happy Monday, February 5th, 2024. Holy shit, what a fucking disaster. Holy shit, what a fucking disaster. We've got uh, 277 days, I believe it is. Someone want to fact check me until the election? Please fact-check me. I'm counting down the days. 277, I believe, was the number I saw floated this morning. Everyone's counting down the days because we've got some major, major problems in this country right now, the biggest of which, by far and away, is illegal immigration. We are being flooded, flooded with uh, illegal immigrants, border-jumping fucking jihadis and gangbangers, and they are here not to overthrow your government. They are not here to take up arms against a very well-armed United States of America citizenry. No, no, no. They're here to fuck your wives, fuck your daughters, fuck your sisters, fuck your nieces, and get them pregnant and eliminate you and your entire lineage and culture within a generation or two. That's what they're here for. This is quite obvious now. A lot of people, oh, yeah, they're they're fighting age males. They must be, can you imagine you're going to send a bunch of unarmed fighting age males to take on the world's largest standing military on I mean it's not even close. No, that's not why they're here. They're here to integrate into your system to some degree and bang your fucking bang the women of America and eliminate you. It's not that complicated. They are sent here all of these people from all of these nations all around the world. They are not here because they're trying to make everybody Hispanic or is- Islamic or Chinese. They're here so that you don't have a culture anymore in about 25 years. 25 years gone. You'll have absolutely zero ties to what this country was founded on in about just a little over two decades. Unless you, uh, enlist, unless you are smart enough to pull out of this tailspin and uh, put Donald J. Trump back in office. That's what this is all about. That's what this is all about. They want globalism. They want one world government. And this is the fastest way to do it is procreating their way uh, into it. It's been done before. It'll be done again. It's been done throughout human history. This is one of the most effective ways to get rid of a civilization is breeding. So, don't know what to tell you guys. Uh, It's pretty obvious what's going on. And we've got one shot left at stopping this shit. Uh, And then, well, that's it. So, we're going to talk about that today because this border... Border, border bill, this fucking monstrosity that they put forth in the Senate is one of the biggest red flags I've ever seen that the deep state and specifically the Uniparty believe that Donald Trump might win. Why do I say that? Because if they can pass something like this before he returns, he'll have no means of stopping it. They know that. They know that. Lauren Eve says 273 days, 11 hours, 44 minutes until we get to vote. You guys got that? 273, 11 hours and 44 minutes. Is that right? Did you count all the days? Well, there you go. Shout out to Little for that incredible meme. Uh, Total fucking heater. Even Carrie Lake retweeted that thing this morning because it's so damn good. So did Jason Miller and a bunch of other uh, pro-Trump accounts because it's, it is an incredibly powerful, powerful meme about the situation we are facing in this country. And uh, we got to hold down the line. We got to hold the fort for 273 days. Is that what Lauren Eve says? 273? Yeah, 273 days and uh, we gotta hold down the line because it's it's gonna get even dicier. This is sort of child's play and and, and am I expecting them to pass this? No, but they're gonna pass some version of this eventually and uh, you're going to lose your minds over it. And I also have to be the one to remind you guys, I know it's February 5th, 2024, but all of Congress is full of dickheads, uh, and that includes both chambers. So, the Senate, fucking the House, I, I don't know what to tell you. I've met exactly one congressman that didn't give me the heebie-jeebies, just one. That was a Georgia congressman named Mike Collins. Everybody else, Everybody else I've met, interacted with, or come across, I'm like, you fucking people. You fucking people. So, I'm sure you got, Oh, well, what's his name? It's a good guy. Yeah, 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 okay. At this point, I think it's just safe to say that it's all fucking garbage. And uh, if you don't have the ability to motivate other members of the uh, House or the Senate to vote with you, you're useless anyway. So, that's where we're at today. But we're going to talk about the immigration issues. We're going to talk about Nikki Haley, that warmongering person uh, fucking bitch from South Carolina who's pretending that she somehow is competitive with Donald J. Trump, even though it's a total farce. We'll cover that today. I got to give a big shout out to my meme team. You guys worked your asses off this weekend. It's evident by your work. Um, I gave you guys an assignment Friday morning. I asked you to get focused, and honestly, you completely exceeded my expectations, so thank you for doing that, you guys. I know the weekend is time for family and, and friends. And I know you gave up a lot of uh, hours to create the content you did. But I just want you to know how much I appreciate it because it's necessary right now. We we have to win South Carolina by a wide, wide margin. You've got to put some kind of a uh, dent uh, in that South Carolina that is so big that Nikki Haley, her money drives up. I mean, that's the only shot we got to get this bitch out of the race immediately so that we can move on to the general election. Because if you don't get pivoted to that general election sooner, well, Biden's going to start spending on uh, massive, massive um, attack ads and everything else. So, it's kind of our, that's our game right now. We got to knock out Nikki Haley in South Carolina. But uh, we got a big show. We got lots of dank memes. I'm going to play almost all of them or most of them today. Uh, But first, let's take care of a little bit of MAGA Commerce.
2: Patriots, listen up. It's time to wake up and smell the freedom. Beard Vet Coffee is here to fuel your American spirit. This isn't just coffee. It's a battle cry in a cup. A declaration of love for the land of the free and the home of the brave. Crafted by the hands of those who've walked the walk, talked the talk, and, yeah, grown the damn beard. Vet founded, vet focused, and beard operated. This is coffee with a mission, a purpose, and a testament to the unyielding American spirit. It's a tribute to the tireless resolve that courses through the veins of our great nation. This is the taste of victory, the flavor of freedom, the coffee that stands as firm as our belief in America's destiny to lead and never to kneel. Beard Vet coffee is more than a brand. It's a legacy steeped in the principles that make America great. It's for those who stand with pride under the stars and stripes, who uphold the values that light the torch of liberty for the world to see. So, are you ready to supercharge your day the American way? Beard Vet Coffee is not just a choice. It's a declaration of independence from mediocre mornings. Bold, brave, unbound, brewed for the American patriot. Beard Vet Coffee, make your mornings great again.
1: You're damn right, beardvet.com. These are my friends. This is one of my favorite uh, sponsor ads to do because it benefits veterans. That's right, beardvet.com. Founded by a veteran, incredible guy, Sean George, Beardo. We love him. And uh, you know what? They do a great job over there. And this this organization not only does Beardvet do coffee, not only do they have beard oils and grooming products, not only do they got apparel and different meat rubs but they also got mugs and tumblers, and then they take a portion of everything they make every month, a a portion of those proceeds, go to veteran uh, uh, outreach programs. Really cool. BeardVet.com, if you use promo code DILLY, you're going to get 10% off. It's the best coffee in the market today. It's not even close. And honestly, it's one of those brands that you can pretty much take it to the bank. They're always going to be America first. They're always going to be pro-Trump. And they're always going to be pro-Dilly show. They are loyal to the soil as I've ever seen. BeardVet.com, BeardVet.com, promo code DILLY for 10% off.
2: When he salutes the flag, the flag salutes back. When he questions the outcome of an election, the DOJ indicts itself. When he sneezes, people say, God bless America. Cuba imports cigars from him. He is the most patriotic man in America.
3: I don't always smoke cigars, but when I do, I smoke Patriots. Stay MAGA, my friends. Mm, My favorite. Can I get one of those?
1: No, Bill. We all know what you like to do with cigars. Patriot cigars, a premium smoke for freedom-loving patriots.
2: The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with Alan Jacoby's love of cigars and love of America. There's no better way to celebrate the freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium Patriot cigar, whether it's TNTs, Moabs, Hellfires, or Mark 48 Torpedoes. All Patriot cigars are handmade and blended with 100% long Filler premium Nicaraguan tobacco. To bring you the smoothest smoking experience imaginable, Patriot cigars are enjoyed by many of MAGA's finest. Do yourselves a favor and order some today. God bless America and God bless Patriot cigars.
1: Oh, yeah, mypatriotcigars.com. Promo code Dillies to get you 25% off. Shout out to everybody who ordered the Moabs last week. You will not regret it. You're going to love that cigar. One of my absolute favorites. I also got some Hellfires I've been uh, enjoying the last couple of weeks. MyPatriotCigars.com. Promo code DILLY for 25% off. What a tremendous discount. Check them out today. All right. Good morning. Happy Monday. February the 5th. My goodness. Couple of updates right out the gate I need to make you aware of. Numero uno. I'll be on with my friend Matt Kim later today. Uh, We are going live, I believe, at 5 p.m. from his studio. I may be mistaken, but I think I'm almost positive we're going live from the studio at 5 p.m. today on his Rumble channel. Uh, So you guys will have to check that out. So that should be fun. That should be fun. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. What a weekend. What a weekend, dude. What a what a what uh, an embarrassing time to be an American right now. It is so overt what they have started doing in this country. And it's weird because, like, we used to debate really benign things, which is what allowed you to not pay attention to government, right? You'd debate over stupid shit. It'd be like, do you want to do a tax cut here or do a tax cut there? You'd debate over you really a long time you spent a ton of time roe v wade like that oh we got a yes or no you'd debate about that you'd debate about crime oh there's crime here and crime there man they they have moved us to the point now that they're like you're you're having to argue and beg representatives of, of the united states of america to maintain your borders to keep your country like you're not, even, you're not even arguing over, hey, can we get some kind of like action going here to help the economy? You're not, you're not talking about fucking even environmental stuff where you're like, oh, you know, we, we shouldn't crack down on V8 motors or something. You're at the point now where you're like, please, uh, please protect my country. They're literally surrendering your, surrendering your country. Like think about the argument you're having. You're, you're literally begging them to not let you be invaded. You can't even have a conversation about, are we getting any new national monuments? Oh, we'd like to put some new trees in the ground. No, no, no. You're not having any of those conversations. You're literally having to argue and call your representatives and plead with them to not surrender your country to foreign invaders. That's where you're at right now. You're at the point that they have got you basically fighting just to stay afloat as a nation. That's incredible to me. I think that is one of the most egregious things we've seen uh, in this country ever. Is that we're no longer debating Republican versus Democrat policy. We are now debating whether the United States of America should even have sovereignty. Democrats, this is not a Democrat position. Democrat position was never to eliminate the border and allow mass migration. That's literally never been a Democrat uh, uh, talking point at all. Democrats have never ran on the idea of open borders until recently, until President Donald J. Trump and until... The uh, World Economic Forum and the New World Order basically decided it was time to kick things into high gear and that they have had enough of the United States of America. And since that time, Democrats, who are all self-centered pieces of shit that tow the company line no matter what is being said, have all subscribed to the idea of mass migration. They have completely adopted the idea of surrendering the United States of America. And that's what they've got going right now. That's that's where you're at today. You're you're in a position that this is not about I mean, we started this years ago with children migrants in cages. That's where this started with migrants in cages. Donald Trump's got kids in cages, and then we had to debunk that and show that it was a an Obama policy. But forget that, there are no cages anymore. Now you got migrants and rich Carltons. That's essentially what you've got. You've got an entire invading horde. They, they stopped even trying to get black voters. Even the black votes look around going, hey, where are those Democrats that come around every four years? Why aren't they here? You got replaced. Your, your voting block has been replaced by illegal invaders. You Thank you. Appreciated the last, you know, fucking umpteen number of years. Of your voting Democrat down ballot. Vote blue no matter who. How'd that work out? Because you've been replaced now. You've been. You're, they're replacing you in the job force. They're replacing you on the fucking welfare sheet. They're like. Yeah you know. The new guys are a little bit. They're a little more left. So let's go ahead and uh, bump down. Let's get them credit cards. Cell phones. And everything they can do. Healthcare. Healthcare. I took so much heat along with my friend Laura Loomer for months bashing Congress, specifically having back and forth fucking shit talking sessions with Representative Matt Cates, who many of you suck off happily, which makes you fucking creepy and gay. Why? Why? Why do you support a single fucking member of this legislative body? You think he works for you? You think that he is somehow going to bed at night wondering if you, John Q. Public, are going to have a good life? You think that he's going in? You think he was at the Grammys last night, burdened, stressed out about the border? He went to the fucking Grammys last night. You think that you were on his mind? Do you think he was concerned with whether or not the border bill would pass? That's what you think? I've gotten into so many arguments with people because I think you're so desperate for a hero and you can't accept the reality. There's one man who's running to r- represent this country right now. One man and one woman, Carrie Lake. There's, that, that's it. I've met a bunch of them. I don't know what to tell you guys. Don't shoot the messenger. I've met a bunch of them. The only two I believe are sincerely there to save the fucking country are Donald John Trump and Carrie Lake. Everybody else is there for a free fucking ride. That's it. That's it. And a lot of you who simp for Gates, you don't know shit. You don't know shit about him as an individual, and you clearly don't know shit about his effectiveness in the House of Representatives. I think you're desperate. I think you're fucking desperate, and you're scared. And so you'll throw your support behind fucking mediocre representatives because you're desperately fucking looking for somebody to save you. You don't back him because he's ever passed legislation that you believe in. You don't back him because he actually has led a significant movement towards conservatism and towards America uh, America first. You support him because you go onto Twitter every fucking day and he's saying something you like and he has good hair and you oh, he just looks like he's probably the next truck. You're fucking stupid as shit. If you think some frat boy motherfucker who's never had to build anything himself is going to replace Donald Trump, you're dumber than you fucking look. I don't know how to tell you guys this. When was the last time some fucking asshole who literally is a product of nepotism was able to step in and was heroic? Are you shitting me? Really? Gates, really? What the fuck has he built again? He lives in a district where no matter who the Republican is, you're going to get reelected. So you can't say he's oh, he's a stud up there. He's done fucking jack shit. Nothing. Nothing. Talks out of both sides of his mouth. Just like everyone else in Congress. You need to learn to fucking hate these people. Because they have sold your country out. And every time you go, well, he's nice. Give me a fucking break. Even now, I glance down at the chat and I see some of you. Well, he's better than others. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Oh, because he's giving with the left hand while taking with the right? And you're too dumb to fucking realize it? All of you should be ashamed of yourself. You're still stumping and defending these fucking members of Congress and the Senate. Give me a break. Give me a fucking break. They don't give a fuck about you. This motherfucker was at the Grammys last night. You shitting me? At the fucking Grammys. God, what a fucking fag. I'm just, I, I, I look at what's going on and I look at the way they present themselves and I look at the way they, they all they all are finagling to be the thing. I gotta be the guy. I wanna be the next thing. I'm, I've aligned myself with the right groups of, get the fuck out of here. I watch all these fucking guys. I watch it day and night. They all have ridden Trump's coattails. All of them have ridden Trump's coattails. None of them have his fucking intelligence or his brilliance or his fucking creativity. Give me a fucking break. Give me a fucking break. I've met two out of everyone I've met. There's only two that I looked in the eye and I'm like, this person has the sparkle that is necessary, that has the fucking integrity and the gifts necessary to lead this country. There's two Donald Trump, Carrie Lake. That's it. All you ha- all of you who sit home and watch this shit transpire on the internet, I don't want to hear your fucking opinions. I've looked them both in the eye. I've looked a lot of other ones in the eye. There's two out of all of them that actually give a shit about you. It's incredible. It's an incredible time. But we've got 27374 Days to save this country. And you're not gonna do it with Congress and you're not gonna do it with the fucking Senate. You're gonna do it with Donald John Trump. That's it. That's it. It's all we can do. You know what I'm gonna do? I think that the DLive, DLive chat is having a hard time over there. And the more attention you give trolls, the worse they get. Would you guys like me just to shut off the DLive chat and force everybody over to rumble? Because I won't mind doing it. Like, yeah, we, we, have, we have a troll. We have a stalker. It's it, Welcome to my life for the last decade. Who gives a shit? But if you guys want, I'll turn off the chat completely. Maybe that'll solve the problem. Would that make it better? You guys want me to turn it off? Because in my opinion, just block him and move on, or I could just turn it off. Okay, on it, Trevor. I see you. I'm doing it. Uh, let's see. I don't think I, I don't think I have that setting, Trevor. I'll have to do it after the show I'm about to just make Phantom Shadow uh, uh, I'm about to make Fat- Phantom Shadow a moderator and just be done with it all right I don't know why I'm not seeing it right now I'll do it later I'll do it after the show I don't feel like fucking with this right now especially for a tiny ass chat no disrespect d live I got Rumble over there almost up to 3,000 what's up Rumble hit that thumbs up please how are you doing? Come on, Rumble. I'm just about to give Phantom Shadow an axe. Just have him go to fucking town. Anyways, we'll tinker with it in a little bit. Um, so, yeah, there's, it's, look, it's an intense period of time right now. There's a lot of things that are going to continue to happen. Um, the best thing you could pray for is that you stonewall the entire government between now and the time Trump gets back. That's all you could really do. You're not going to have any victories uh, judi- you know, in, in the, in the uh, judiciary right now. You're not going to have any victories uh, politically right now. So all you can do is hold the fucking line and, and uh, focus on the task at hand, which, as you all know, is South Carolina, right? That's it. That's all you can do. Um, so <laughs> we're going to get back to that border conversation here in a minute. I do want to take care of the uh, fans from this weekend. You guys did an incredible job uh, with some really, really cool dillies in the wild. Check it out.
3: Dilly in the wild, Dilly in the wild, motherfucking now. Dilly in the wild, Dilly in the wild, motherfucking now. Dilly in the wild, Dilly in the wild, motherfucking now. Dilly in the wild, dilly in the wild, Now people stickers on their cars. Relax your lick my balls.
1: Yeah, it's right. By the way, I think I fixed the D Live chat. I I made it to where uh, you have to verify, be a verified user. I think. Unless if I didn't fix it, sorry to everybody who can't chat no more. <laughs> tough shit. Get a better platform. Go to Rumble. Um, anyways. I think, I think I just did it. I did something. It slowed the chat way down. So anyway, there's me and my wife. We went to see Steve Byrne on, uh, on uh, Saturday night at the comedy show. Yeah, so this was at the comedy show. Uh, the wife was looking gorgeous. I was looking furry. And uh, yeah, and we went... We went and had a really good time at this comedy show. Uh, Steve Burns funny as shit. And here's uh, here was when he finally came out on stage. This was one of the best comedy shows I've seen in years. The only warning I'm going to give you. Now, he bypassed us because we're homies. So, me and Randy sat in the very front row. And no word to lie, he roasted every single person at various points of the show in the front row. Okay? In the front row, he roasted everybody except me and Randy. Okay. So he, uh, he even messaged me because we were texting. He's like, Hey, I skipped over you because I wanted you and your wife to just have a good time. So he literally didn't roast us because he was being a good fucking sport. But you guys really got to check him out. He's, uh, he is a funny motherfucker. He is filthy. He is filthy. No, it's his name's Steve Byrne. Jesus fucking Christ! Not everybody named Steven's the same person. Anyway, um, he was he's filthy. He's really funny. Uh, your your face is gonna hurt from laughing, and it was totally worth uh, every penny we spent. It wasn't even expensive, honestly. I think it was like eighty bucks for the two of us to go, or ninety bucks. But you guys will love him. He was he was really good. So I I would uh, I would recommend it strongly if you're up near Nashville or any of those areas. He's regularly touring and then doing stuff. So, yeah, really fun. Randy, uh, after the show, was excited because we went and hit uh, Cutters, which is a cigar uh, bar that's about 25 minutes from our house. And We got Randy her very own cigar, had some fun, and yours truly. uh, I had to stand because I didn't want to sit anymore after all night being in my chair. So, yeah, we enjoyed our cigars after uh, we had a hell of a date night. We did dinner. Then we did the uh, comedy show. Then we did the cigar lounge. Then we hit a nightclub, uh, and then we went home. So it was a it was a good time for me and the wife. And just really enjoyed our Saturday night. So I obviously was sober as can be because I don't really not really big alcohol guy. Randy drank enough for both of us, <laughs> which for both of us that'd be like three drinks. But still, Randolph got to have a few drinks, and I fed her, and she had fun. So it was a good time. All right, now we get to see your dillies in the wild, and oh, yeah. See, dude, I'm so done with the cold dilly in the wild, though. Aren't you guys ready for spring? I'm just counting down the days to spring. You know what I mean? Just counting them down. Of course, uh, some of you don't give a shit about what time of year it is. You're going to be out barbecuing, which looks fantastic. Look at his his food turned out awesome, too. Look at this. Oh, 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 buddy. I'm super jealous of that right there. That looks absolutely scrumptious. That's right. I just used the word scrumptious. Yeah, that looks like, that looks scrumptious. Do you hear me? I'm impressed. Very, very scrumptious. And uh, everyone was apparently cooking this weekend, which is nice to see because it's a good weekend for that. It uh, Weather turned to shit here yesterday. It went from being like pretty warm and nice to just shit. And now it's been rainy and cold the last two days. And I appreciate my Florida Patriots, though. They they enjoy uh, the outdoors no matter what. It don't matter what time of year it is in Florida. You're going to get outside and do your outdoor projects, which is pretty cool. Pretty, 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 pretty. cool. <laughs> oh, boy. There you go. Those are dilly in the Wilds. Dillion in the Wilds. So, over the weekend, we had a couple of things happen that really got the attention of uh, a lot of people. One of those things was the RFK Jr. Uh, trying to swoop on an OnlyFans chick because she had a big ass, and uh, it was a big deal. Everybody was laughing about it. Because <laughs> he's supposed to be uh, married, and he's also supposed to be over his sex addiction, which appears to be completely laughably not the case. And... uh Well, Ramble and Mac decided to get together. I believe that's who did this. And uh, they decided to put out a sweet music video for RFK Jr. Celebrating his total and complete uh, fucking philandering ways. (laughs) Check it out.
4: I like TikToks and I cannot lie. My flat ex-wife died. Cause the dope kicked in, I was sex gin. Get that fat ass out my face, go get hung Open TikTok up and search for a butt that's stuffed Just like a creep, I'm staring More dope in my face, she's wearing Oh baby, I wanna get with ya And like your picture Uncle Teddy tried to warn me But the butt you got makes me
1: so horny Oh
4: Rumpo smooth skin You say you got an OnlyFans? Well use me, abuse me Cause I love me a big butt floozy I seen her standing Booty is outstanding. goes boom, pow. Only thing I could think is wow. I'm tired of re scenes. Wife's spot can't meet my needs. Take any Kennedy and ask him that. She got pack much back. So fellas, yeah. fellas, yeah. as a girlfriend got big butt, don't so just shake, 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 shake it. Shake it. Shake that healthy butt. Baby got Zach. Facebook face with a TikTok booty. Facebook face with a TikTok booty. Facebook face with a TikTok booty. Baby got Facebook face with a TikTok booty. Facebook face with a TikTok booty. Facebook face with a TikTok booty. Baby got back.
1: Oh, boys. Even the woman from TikTok who RFK was trying to creep on thought this shit was funny. They, uh, They sent this to the OnlyFans girl who thought this was absolutely hilarious, Um, which really speaks to the team. You guys have got balls. You really fucking slid in the, the DMs on the OnlyFans girl to let her know that you made a meme for her. She was hyped too. Yeah. Fucking, of course the Dilly meme team can get in. We can get in anybody's DMs and have them reply. She fucking they she they slid in her DMs. She was like, "Oh." Yeah, Machiavelli memes slid in her DMs like Yeah. Fucking Facebook face with a TikTok booty. I I am oddly enough also um <laughs> Uh, so many things, so many comments to make. <laughs> so just—we'll leave that one there. All I can tell you is my wife got uh, more than a few messages regarding that exchange. Uh, as people were trying to draw comparisons with uh with the uh the OnlyFans girl, which she seems like a lovely, nice woman, but they were uh they were trying to tag my wife, and hey, it was uh kind of. I'm like, oh boy. Randy was like, what the fuck? I'm like, I mean, I mean, (laughs) just just be glad he didn't fucking show up on your Twitter feed. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, Really good job, you guys. That's fun. That's a funny ass meme. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like ease you into a serious conversation. So I thought we'd do it with a little, uh, ramble and max, uh, or mix a lot with RFK. So yeah. So here you go. <laughs> okay, let's move into this damn subject. I guess this is what we this is what we're talking about here on the Dilly Show today. And uh, breaking: U.S. Senate releases draft of 118 billion dollar bipartisan bill, which would provide 60 billion in military aid to Ukraine, 14 billion to Israel and $20 billion for border security. Are you kidding me? <sighs> By the way, the uh, US Marine Corps only gets $59 billion. That's right. The treasonous douchebags in the Senate want to give Ukraine more money than we give the US Marine Corps. Just let that one simmer for a moment. I want you to just let that simmer. I want you to let that just sort of soak into your noodle for a moment. Let's really dig into the bill. Uh, We've got some uh, some highlights. 118.28 billion national security supplemental package includes 60.06 billion to support Ukraine as it fights back against Putin's bloody invasion and protect its people and sovereignty. Don't give a fuck. 14.1 billion in security assistance for Israel. What? Are you fucking kidding me? 2.44 billion to support operations in the US Central Command and address combat expenditures related to conflict in the Red Seas. 10 billion in humanitarian assistance to provide food, water, shelter, medical care, and other essential services to civilians in Gaza and the West Bank. Are you fucking kidding me? Ukraine and other populations caught in conflict zones around the globe. Fuck that. 4.83 billion to support key regional partners in the Indo-Pacific and deter aggression by the Chinese government. 2.33 billion to support for Ukrainians displaced by Putin's war of aggression and other refugees fleeing pr- persecution. The bipartisan border policy changes negotiated by Senators Chris Murphy and Kirsten Cinema and James Lankford. $20 billion to address existing operational needs and expand capabilities at our nation's border. Resource the new border policies included in the package and help stop the flow of fentanyl and other narcotics. The Fentanyl Eradication and Narcotics Deterrence uh, of Off-Fentanyl Act. 400 million for the nonprofit security grant program to help nonprofits and places of worship make security enhancements. We work so fucking hard all of you. I work fucking hard, okay? I work really fucking hard. And it's all the time, and so do you. And they're taking our funds and and as you drive through one of your neighborhoods maybe that's less fortunate just know that they are they are stepping over every single American struggling at the uh, gas pump struggling at the grocery store overdosing on the street suiciding in the fucking alley all of them are being bypassed with our money to foreign countries The bill, that's just some of the spending. It's actually even more dubious. Look at this shit. Judicial review, notwithstanding any other provision of this act, judicial review of any decision or action in this section shall be governed only by the United States District Court for the District of Columbia, which shall have sole and original jurisdiction to hear challenges, whether constitutional or otherwise, To the validity of this section or any written policy directive, written policy guideline, written procedure or the implementation thereof issued by or under the authority of the secretary to implement this section. They are literally saying that the fucking district court for Washington, D.C. will have sole and original jurisdiction for all border matters. insane fucking insane I I don't know how to say there's not another word fucking insane they want to let a DC fucking court make all decisions regarding anything border related within this bill forever from DC This section right here is the Trump section. This is the section where it becomes, you become acutely aware that they are trying to preemptively prevent Donald J. Trump from doing the job that is necessary when he gets back into office. I have never been more on the fence about paying my federal taxes than I am this year. I have never, ever been this close to being like, I'm gonna instruct my CPA to find every possible way to delay paying them because of what they're doing. And I've never, and I'm not advocating that others do this. I'm telling me personally, I am so horrified by what I am seeing I am completely infuriated by the fact that I'm going to stroke the biggest check I'll spend all year to the federal government and they're going to take my money and pay for somebody else to come to this country and destroy my country while bypassing Americans who could actually use it. I've just never, ever, ever been this, I think, disconnected from what's going on with the government. I've never felt more disconnected or like there is even less representation than at any point in my entire adult life. I've never felt less represented by the U.S. government than I do right now. And Lankford senator james lankford not only is supporting the bill he's doubling down and actually attempting to shame regular hard-working tax-paying americans into supporting this hunk of shit.
2: let's talk about the ngos uh, the catholic charities they get huge money to house and provide uh and provide accommodations to illegal aliens who are trying to get into this country you put 1.4 billion dollars into this uh that is an area in which i know republicans are upset about can you want to expand on that Yeah, it is interesting. I have some folks that are upset about trying to get humanitarian aid to people that are struggling on it. I I get that. We want to be able to, we're Americans, we provide food and water to people and don't just leave them in the desert to be able to die. But I would also say that aid is also attached to our beds. So here's how we attach these two things together. So to be able to get that economic assistance actually got out, that means the Biden administration, before that assistance goes out at the end of it, that means they've got to add more deportation flights. They've got to add more uh, detention beds. They've got to add more ICE officers. They have to add more Border Patrol officers. Right. They have to actually implement these things before those final dollars go out. So those things are attached. That's actually a forcing mechanism to say right. you want those dollars to go out? You've got to actually start deporting people.
1: So here's what- I'm Fucking lying. He is lying out his ass. He's trying to shame you and me because America is responsible for every other continent's struggling people. Why? He talks about people dying in a desert with no water, no food. I challenge each and every one of you. As a matter of fact, Get a fucking group together. Get 50 of you together. Get 100 of you together. And go march into the fucking desert in Arizona. And you let me know if any federal fucking government or aid shows up to make sure you guys don't die out there. I fucking challenge any of you to head into that desert in Arizona or Texas or fucking New Mexico. Head into that desert right now. And you let me know if the federal government deploys aid to make sure you don't die. Not a fucking chance. They don't give a fucking shit about any of you. They don't care if you're starving to death in the streets of San Francisco, overdosing in the streets of fucking Los Angeles, getting shot dead in the streets of New York City getting raped in the streets of fucking Philadelphia, they don't give a single fuck about any of you. Not one. And you might be wondering, how can a Republican senator from Oklahoma behave this way? Well, let's just let this one simmer for a moment. Senator in 2010 deposition, 13-year-olds can consent to sex. That's right. U.S. Senator James Lankford of Oklahoma testified as part of a civil case into an alleged sexual assault at the Baptist church camp. He oversaw that he believed a 13-year-old can consent to sex. I'm just letting this one sit on the screen for a minute. Let's just let's just all take this in and really think about what James Lankford of Oklahoma really is thinking about here. Cuz this is the man. He don't mind you knowing it. That's right. He, uh, take a good hard look. 13 year olds can consent to sex with an adult is what he once testified. I wonder why he would want underage children from south of the border coming into America. Can anybody guess? Why would somebody like James Lankford who believes that 13-year-olds and he doesn't just believe that shit, he testified to it. He testified. Forget holding these beliefs closely and not telling people. He testified to it. He testified that he believes 13-year-olds have the ability to consent to sexual intercourse with adults. He testified to it in court. This is what he believes as a man. This is what he believes as an adult. That children the age of 13 are capable of complying. Dude, tell me you have pedophilia tendencies without telling me. This is peak, peak degeneracy right here. Lankford wants the border open and he wants those children trafficked so that he is more easily uh, able to acquire whatever it is that he enjoys. Fucking wow, man. Wow. We are not even close to being done. We got a lot more to talk about. Hang tight for me. We're going to do a little bit more. MAGA Commerce do 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 do
5: Kaylee is having a sale on Lolo butter. They have both the rose Lolo and the orange blossom. Which one do I pick? It's me. The Lolo angel. My what? I think you want rose Lolo today. What? It's your favorite. Yeah. You. It's me. Wait, what? Your Lolo godmother. I think. You want Orange Blossom today. The Audacity. Orange Blossom is the very best, Lolo. Are you seriously gonna listen to this? Uh, I'm rare. I'm limited edition. You can only get me every once in a while. Ooh, I'm romantic, sensual, softening, and I smell amazing, like fresh roses. I can smell it now. I'm exotic. I'm brightening, I'm firming, Mm, love that for you. I'm sexy and irresistible. Who doesn't love beautiful florals? Mm, This is hard. I'm irresistibly juicy. Mm -hmm. I'm very soft and gentle on delicate skin. I'm intoxicating. You know what, I've been around longer than you so technically I am your mother and I think I know best. Oh yes, mother. Maybe it's time for something new and refreshing. (gasps) Whoa. You know what, guys, guys, how about this? I'm just going to get both. I'm going to treat myself.
1: Good idea. Good choice. Kalev.com. There you go. Thank you, Randy. Why not just get both? Kalev Valentine's Day gift set is here. They've taken the stress out of figuring out what to get. This special person for Valentine's Day. Just go over to the website. Choose from the Rose Lolo Body Butter or Orange Blossom Lolo Body Butter gift sets. Each gift set includes the Just Lolo Body Butter of choice paired with our tallow soap and a Just Lippy lip balm. It's a perfect way to say I love you, but hurry and get your order in before they are gone. You can use promo code DillyDilly for 10% off any non-sale item. KLeave.com Big oh, wow. Wow. Oh, wow. Big Stronger Fitness hand blends all their supplements. No bullshit, no junk, no fillers. Their goal is to keep your supplements stupid simple, supposed to just take one a day, addressing multiple health concerns in each blend, and actively saving you money. Always organic natural, always raw, small batch, and always proudly yeah. hand-packed in the USA.
3: Fuck Big Farmer.
1: Fuck Big Farmer. Oh, Keep oh, Big Farmer in oh, the
3: middle of oh, and Check out Stronger oh, Fitness, LLC.com. Oh, oh, and fuck you, Tony Fauci, oh, serial killer. Fuck
1: Big Farmer. That's right, here we go. Stronger Fitness, Valerian Slumber. And Soundful Slumber. Ooh, what's this? What do we got going here? Listen, Stronger Fitness LLC is owned by Lori Alves, who handcrafts these supplements. Each blend addresses multiple health concerns using only the best natural ingredients. Have you tried Valerian Slumber or Soundful Slumber? Both contain Lori's very own magnesium blend to relax your brain and muscles. You'll sleep like a baby and wake up refreshed and ready to phone bank for Team Trump. All you have to do is go to StrongerFitnessLLC.com. Check out all the goodies they've got there. Use promo code DILLY10 for 10% off everything except bundles. StrongerFitnessLLC.com. And without any further ado, Randy's booty. Let's get The best is yet to come.
2: A vote for Nikki Haley is a vote for World War III.
3: President in decades who didn't start a war I didn't start a war we had peace through strength and I kept the whole world safe and we will again as the 47th President of the United States peace through strength peace through strength
1: thank you phantom shadow you absolutely killed that awesome killed it awesome fucking love that awesome (laughs) we'll get to nikki haley in a minute i got a whole bunch of fun stuff on that bitch don't even worry about it everybody we're gonna get to nikki in a minute we've got to take care of this border stuff because you got to know who the hell is selling you down the river and who is not well it's the usual suspects mitch fucking mcconnell praises lankford's border bill for its quote, immediate solutions for crisis at southern border that gives sixty billion to Ukraine and only twenty billion to protect the border and facilitate invasion. Dude, you don't need Congress or the Senate fixing the border. Joe Biden can do it right now. He quite literally can do it right now. He's not going to, because what they're trying to do is make it to where the people he is allowed to invade our nation can vote in November. That's it. The entire objective is to replace all of us with a voting block that gives the Democrats a permanent majority and that you can never overcome. They want amnesty for the illegals. They want those 10 million votes because they know that Donald John Trump is going to smoke Joe Biden like a Philly Blunt. And this is what they're working for. This is what they are working so hard on. They want to make sure that the Uniparty is permanently protected. President Trump chiming in on the matter. Only a fool or a radical left Democrat would vote for this horrendous border bill. Which only gives shutdown authority after 5,000 encounters a day, when we already have the right to close the border now, which must be done. This bill is a great gift to the Democrats and a death wish for the Republican Party. It takes the horrible job the Democrats have done on immigration and the border, absolves them, and puts it all squarely on the shoulders of Republicans. Don't be stupid. We need a separate border and immigration bill. It should not be tied to foreign aid in any way, shape, or form. The Democrats broke immigration and the border. They should fix it. Make America great again. Insane. Insane. Well, guess what? It's definitely starting to get noticed. It's getting noticed by some Americans 50 cent was put the, put this on his Instagram page about New York City launches a 53 million dollar program to hand out prepaid credit cards to migrant families 50 cent what the fuck Mayor Adams call my phone I don't understand how this works somebody explain Ari Melberg can't explain this I'm stuck maybe Trump is the answer bro Trump is the answer. Trump has been the fucking answer. We told everybody, we warned everybody. Nobody wanted to listen. It's DJT all day long. If President
5: Trump came here to the South Bronx, would you attend the rally?
1: Of course, I would want to meet Trump. I would want to shake his hand.
4: He's the only president that I see that can ever make America great
0: again. He's capable of doing that. I would love to go to a rally with Donald Trump come because I'm a big Donald Trump supporter, and I will support him 100%. Oh, yeah, definitely we're going to show him love.
4: We're going to show him a lot of love, and, you know, like they do in other states. We definitely need to see Trump here.
0: There's nothing but love for Donald Trump here in the South Bronx, the North Bronx, the East Bronx, and the West Bronx.
5: So, you tell me—
0: We want Trump to come back, please, bro. Biden, get out of here, bro. I will come to the rally and support Trump, because the Bronx need a change, and we need somebody that's really going help this community.
5: I would definitely come to a Trump rally in the South Bronx. I like him. You do? Yes.
3: Yes, I will come to a rally if President Trump was to come to the Bronx. And I also would bring other people to come to and support him.
5: Would Joe Biden get a warm reception if he came to the Bronx?
3: No, he wouldn't have.
0: And I'll make sure that. (laughs) All due respect to the man Abe Lincoln, all due respect. I'm going to end the argument once and for all why no other president has done more for Americans with black skin than Donald J. Trump.
2: Let me
3: talk to you.
0: One, record low unemployment rate for Americans with black skin, which was recorded at 5.4%, according to data from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Two, opportunity zones through the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, which was signed by Trump in 2018. Three, funding for HBCUs through the Futures Act, which was signed by Trump in December 2019. That permanently funds HBCUs to the tune of $255 million annually. Four, criminal justice reform through the First Step Act, which was signed by Trump in December 2018. That single piece of legislation has freed 20,000 Americans with black skin To this day and that's just some of the things he did while serving as president let's not forget the things he did well before he took office five in 1966 while a student at wharton a 20-year-old donald trump helped start the mlk junior international freedom games six in 1997 trump donated office space to jesse Jackson's civil rights group the rainbow push coalition in order to give black folk a presence on wall street seven in 1999 that same jesse jackson praised trump for his lifetime commitment to helping the black community. And who can forget, after Jennifer Hudson's mother and brother were murdered back in 2008, Trump allowed Jay Hood and some members of her family to stay at the Trump International Hotel and Tower for free as a means to ensure their safety. And that's just a snippet of some of the things he's done. So stop getting into your feelings on me and find me evidence of another president, not named Abe Lincoln, who's done more for Americans with black skin. I'll
1: wait. There's only one answer. Donald J. Trump. Trump is the answer. You're running out of time. Trump is the answer. You're running out of time. You don't have time to even waffle on it. You don't have time to tolerate anybody's bullshit about it. It's Trump. That's it. What do you got to lose? There's no way. There's no fucking way that Donald Trump could make America worse off than it is right now under Joe Biden. Not a chance. And black america knows it, white america knows it. Everybody fucking knows it. Everybody knows it. And yet we still have to tolerate this bitch. Nikki Haley goes on CNN, bashes Trump, announces her support for the border bill that gives 60 billion to Ukraine and 20 billion to the border. That's right. It's time for us to discuss Nimrata Haley.
6: Ladies and gentlemen, fellow Americans, thank you for gathering here today as we embark on a journey toward a stronger, more dominant America. Our nation stands at a crossroads, faced with challenges that demand decisive action. Today, I stand before you not just as a candidate, but as a leader who recognizes that true power is born on the battlefield. In this great nation, we find ourselves surrounded by adversaries, threats that loom in the shadows, waiting for the opportune moment to strike. The world is not a place for the faint-hearted and neither should be our approach to its complexities. Our enemies will not be appeased by mere words or empty gestures of diplomacy. No, my fellow Americans, the only language they understand is the resounding thunder of war. I propose a vision for America that transcends the limitations of weak leadership and embraces the unyielding strength of our military might. A vision where our enemies tremble at the thought of challenging the indomitable force that is the United States of America. It is time for us to assert our dominance, to remind the world that we are not to be trifled with. Our military, the backbone of our strength, will be bolstered and unleashed upon those who dare question our supremacy. The battlefields will become arenas where we showcase our resolve where we silence the doubters and skeptics who underestimate the power within our borders. Strength, my fellow Americans, is the only currency the world respects. To those who doubt the necessity of such actions, I say this, in war, we find our true selves. It is through conflict that we forge the steel of our character. A nation untested is a nation vulnerable, and I refuse to let America be vulnerable. As your leader, I will not shy away from the tough decisions. I will embrace the call of duty and make the difficult choices that others fear. For in those choices lies the salvation of our great nation, the beacon of hope that shines across the globe. Together, my fellow Americans, let us march boldly into the future, our military at the forefront, ensuring that the world bows before the might of the United States. May the world remember us not as mere diplomats, but as warriors who reshaped history and secured the destiny of a nation destined for greatness. God bless you all, and God bless the United States of America.
1: Trump man returns. Crushed it. Magical Trevor, thank you for that. Thank you for that, and it's true. Nikki fucking Nimrata Haley is still out here pretending she can beat Trump. She's still out here pretending she can slow down Trump. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Magical Trevor's amazing. I'm so glad you finished that one, bud. It's so good. It's so good. All right, let's get into the Nikki Haley conversation. Even Bill Maher has had enough of the Nikki Haley bullshit. First, wait, before, first, No, he did
3: not. We're Nikki Haley.
1: Yeah.
3: Nikki Haley, 24. Okay,
2: okay. Let's deal in reality here. Yeah. Reality. Okay, first of all, Nikki Haley's not going to be the nominee. It is Trump. Let's not argue about stupid things. Secondly. <laughs> so, so, but, secondly. you're buying that, though, you're, secondly, you're buying into Trump, the fact that the, voter, the voters Trump, don't matter. Wait a so second. So I don't buy that. Yeah. The voters do matter, and they're voting for Trump overwhelmingly.
3: Hello, darkness, my old friend.
1: Yeah, Chris Anunu, what a fucking idiot. You got bodied by Bill Maher? Bro, really? You got bodied by Bill Maher? On the, what, what fucking world did you think you lived in where you were going to step into that guy's uh, studio and push the idea that Nikki Haley could win?
5: you ever have any doubt about the fitness of this president? I serve? never did. Donald
6: Trump is everything I taught my children not to do in kindergarten. Any question about his truthfulness, his ability to tell the truth? I taught my two little ones, you don't lie and make things up. I never had any concern on whether he could handle the job, ever. A man who has filed for bankruptcy four times. In every instance that I dealt with him, he was truthful, he listened. A man that chooses not to disavow the KKK, that is not a part of our party, that's not who we want as president, we will not allow that in our country. He was great to work with. Liar,
5: liar, words on fire.
1: Liar,
5: liar, you're a fucking liar. Didn't want to come to your party anyway.
1: Thank you, Lauren Eve. Here we go. Nikki Haley campaign surrogate, New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu, admitted tonight that Trump blew Haley out of the water in the New Hampshire primary. Quote, it's amazing, he remarked, how Trump took 75% of the GOP vote and a third of independents. His poll numbers keep going, quote, up and up and up. No shit. Nikki Haley is a fucking terrible candidate. Nikki Haley has no shot. Now, listen to me. Lorne, you've killed that thing. Thank you, honey. There's two things happening right now. There's a bunch of black fucking retards on social media pushing the idea that Nikki Haley has an army of Democrats turning out to vote for her in South Carolina. Now, I'm going to tell you something. yes. Many Democrats will vote for Nikki Haley in South Carolina. They will. It ain't a fucking army, okay? These brain-dead assholes think that getting three or four percent of the entire Democrat Party to vote for Nikki Haley on uh, Saturday, February 24th somehow represents an army. It doesn't. Just the absolute lunacy that you believe the majority of Democrats are going to come out to vote for a fucking warmongering, dirty bitch that they hated as governor because the party told them to? You know how stupid that sounds? We even saw this same thing happen in New Hampshire where they had dumped way more money and the strategy didn't work. She still got absolutely smoked. She we already knew she was going to do this in South Carolina. It doesn't matter. Do I have to remind all of you what kind of turnout Republicans put in South Carolina just a, a little over or a little less than a year ago in July in scorching fucking record heat where people were passing out and you had somewhere between 30 and 50,000 people descend on a little town for a 4th of July Trump rally outdoors and you don't think they're going to show up on a fucking mild saturday in february to vote for trump jesus christ i look you don't have to try and black pill people into taking up an activist role and you don't have to exaggerate because you sound stupid as shit and there's a whole bunch of these people doing this Fucking stupid. Why why do I got a guy? Do I really have somebody that's low so low IQ? You're wondering whether or not Nikki Haley fucks somebody in the back of the car? You know where the guy testified under oath, right? Both guys. You know where you actually are facing criminal prosecution if you get caught lying. When was the last time you saw someone do that, huh? I got somebody out here saying that he doesn't think that they were fucking her. Really? In the back seat? Really? God. I know. I got a bunch of new viewers who are clearly, you don't know what time it is. TV talks back, bud. Careful. Next, we use your username. We roast your ass until you never come back. Democrats are not going to turn out in record numbers to save Nikki Haley in South Carolina. You sound stupid if you think that. Are they going to do that? Are they going to try it? Of course. Of course. Maybe she gets 3%. Maybe she gets 5%. 7%. 10% of Dems show up. But it ain't going to fucking make a difference. Donald Trump in South Carolina is going to smoke Nikki Haley. Period. Democrats are going to Democrat. Never Trumps are going to never Trump. And South Carolina, one of the most pro-Trump, loyal, loyal states, are going to turn out in record numbers. Especially on a fucking Saturday. Come on, man. Come on. You think they're going to stay at home so this bitch... Has a shot at beating Trump?
6: I am not a destroyer of nations. I am a liberator of them. War, for lack of a better word, is good. War is right. War works. War clarifies, cuts through, and captures the essence of the evolutionary spirit. War, in all of its forms, war for oil, war for money, war for power, war for fun, has marked the upward surge of mankind. And war, you mark my words, will not only save the New World Order, but that other troublesome nation called the USA.
3: These actions reveal just what an insanely dangerous situation Biden and the demented warmongers have led us into. Less than three years ago, I'd fully rebuilt the United States military and steered America into such a strong global position that peace was breaking out all over the world. We had peace through strength. 29 months later, the arsenals are empty. The stockpiles are bare. The Treasury is drained. The ranks are being hollowed out. Our country has been totally humiliated. And we have a corrupt, compromised President, crooked Joe Biden, who is dragging us into World War III, and that's what's happening. When I'm back in the White House on day one, we are returning to a foreign policy that puts America's interests first. I want everybody to stop dying.
1: Absolutely a dank meme right there. Bag of devil, dog. Devil dog, did you get help on that one, or is that just all you, bud? That beat was so fucking hard. That beat was so hard. Oh, so good. Was that just you, Devil Dog, or did you get a little help? Yeah, he killed that thing. That, that's an original beat, too, by the way, if you guys like that shit. Oh, Ramble did the Nikki voice? Of course he did. Ramble? <laughs> uh, <laughs> of course Ramble did the Nikki voice. It's a specialty. It's a specialty, I know. Fucking Nikki Haley. Give me a break. Give me an absolute fucking break. Goofy as shit. Nobody wants her. Nobody wants Nikki Haley. Nobody asked for Nikki Haley. Nobody is wondering if Nikki Haley can be president. It's one of the most obnoxious grifts in the history of politics. She's there to siphon time and money off of Donald J. Trump's campaign. She has no path to victory. She can't build a coalition of people to support her message. She can't even fundraise off Republicans because most of her money now is coming from either never Trumpers who are essentially uniparty or the actual legit Democrat donors. It's a farce. The whole fucking thing's a farce. And that's why the the meme team spent all weekend dunking on on her as hard as humanly possible. Especially this one from Fornia, Brandy, and J. Scott.
6: And you take out a couple of their leaders that's the way in we their start. country in their, in their we should give ukraine what it needs to kick russia out of its country
3: look at your young men fighting look at your women crying look at your young men dying the way they've always done
1: Um, What was the cause of the United States Civil War?
6: It's time to move the flag from the Capitol grounds.
3: Look at the hate we're breeding. Look at the fear we're feeding. Look at the lives we're leading. The way we've always done before.
1: Well done team beautiful beautiful not easy to take a song like that from uh, Guns N' Roses and redo it killed it my friend Miguelifornia talent for days crushed that thing Brandy J Scott good job with the visuals really nice work so the Nikki Haley uh, campaign which is really just never trump uh, democrat campaign It's essentially the Biden campaign by proxy. Nikki Haley is the fucking Ukraine uh, of the situation. It's like, if Biden is Russia, Nikki is fucking Ukraine. And it's bullshit. And here we are, the American public, being forced to pretend that uh, we're not fighting Russia because we're just simply backing Ukraine. Give me a fucking break. Give me a fucking break. This woman is essentially there as a proxy. She is a proxy of Biden. She's a proxy of never Trump. She has no path to victory. She never did. She's a fucking warmongering douchebag. Period. And she's not very fucking talented either. She's not very talented, nor is she very bright. That's why they call her bird brain. Most of these people are just fucking salesmen, dude. They're salesmen for one of two entities. Some of them were big pharma salesmen. So they're in bed with Big Pharma to this day, and that's who graces them to get them into Congress and the Senate. Or military-industrial complex. That was this one. Mostly because she loves the dick. So she was like, okay, I'm going to go ride the cock carousel of fucking defense contractors, make a shitload of money, get a ton of donations, and eventually put myself in a position that I can leverage all of that into even bigger money, which is what she's doing right now. Neo 1984, I told you, the, whole, the meme team's unloading both barrels on Nikki Haley this week and next week.
2: Will Americans connect the dots in time to avoid another bout of endless war? Or is history about to repeat itself? What happens when a neocon becomes president? Will Americans trust another neocon who lies at every turn and serves the interests of the global elites? Will Americans risk another neocon president who will push us to war, create needless loss of American lives, and reap their blood money? This public service announcement was brought to you by the Dilly Meme Team.
1: There you go. Thank you, Neil. Really well done. God. Aren't you guys tired of the same old, same old? Fuck, dude. They try to put us right back to 2014. It's what it feels like. It feels exactly how 2014 felt. Bombing the fuck out of foreign lands, tons of terrorist attacks. Fucking money for shit. Inflation out the ass. Struggling. Economy totally gridlocked. Only profiting the fucking very top of the food chain. Feels like 2014 all over again. Runaway fucking migration crisis. Invasion at our border. George Soros and the rest of these cunts. Running a rough shot across the United States of America. Depleted US military. Embarrassing getting our asses fucking kicked at home and abroad, dilapidated military weaponry and fucking battleships and everything in between, troops that are completely demoralized, fucking shoddy-looking uniforms, lack of ammunition. It's 2014 all over again. It looks exactly like Obama's last two years. It's what we're all living through. You can see it clear as day. Democrats trying to fucking... Uh, push the country to completely implode and collapse, rhino Republicans trying to force us into more nonsensical and fucking senseless wars. God, I can't think of anything I fucking give a shit about less than people outside of this fucking country's borders. I just don't even give a shit. Why would you? Why would you? I don't give a flying fuck about anything in the Middle East. I don't have the ability to give a shit about that. I have too many problems here. I don't give a shit about Ukraine. I don't give a shit about fucking China. I don't give a fuck about North Korea and Taiwan. I don't give a fuck about the South China Sea. I don't give a fuck about anything happening in the Middle East. I can't pretend to. I'm not that wealthy. Maybe someday I'll be rich enough to give a shit about these concerns. But as it is... I've got to fucking kill myself day in and day out just to maintain my little tiny scrap of land I've managed to accumulate. I managed to buy myself a house on an acre and I really don't want to give it back. So I work fucking six days a week minimum and I don't, I don't have the money or the bandwidth to give a fuck. I, I'm sorry. I still have to worry about getting shot going to Atlanta. I still have to worry about stepping over bodies in San Francisco or Los Angeles. Why would I give a fuck about anything happening in a foreign land right now? There's never been a time in American uh, history where it was more obvious that you're just a fucking pawn than right now, today. February 5th, 2024 is the most pawnish Americans have ever been. Ever. Since you fucking broke free from King George. You've never been less significant than you are today, right now. They don't give a fuck. This is war, and the war is between you and the establishment. What's funny is they always tell everybody how dangerous it's going to be if Donald Trump gets back in office, how dangerous he's going to be to some of these people. The most fucking dangerous thing you can even begin to fathom is removing hope from those in this country who have worked so hard to save it. So, you think it's dangerous if Trump gets in. You clearly haven't thought this through if he weren't. Donald Trump isn't just our savior. He's your fucking savior. He's the only one that's going to make sure if and when you face justice, it's proper fucking justice. It's the civil justice. Because if you fuck him over and you remove the opportunity for the public to have their say in our... uh constitutional republic that's when it'll be the most dangerous time in american history if you want to save people's lives the whole country's lives you got to put donald trump back in office because you cannot disenfranchise minority voters patriotic voters fucking and everything in between to the level that they have done so and then remove all hope for the future And Donald Trump not getting in represents the loss, the total and complete loss of America, period. There won't be anybody waking up on November 6th thinking, well, in four more years, we'll find another strategy. Nobody. There'll be one strategy and everybody of a certain age will be prepared to deal with that strategy. That's why you gotta be smart. You gotta stay focused. We want to win this thing the old-fashioned way, right at the ballot box. We want to use it using our First Amendment rights. We want to use it using our rights that have been given to us by God to vote. We want to vote. We want to argue. We want to debate. We want to be peaceful. We want to win our country back. Period. Period. demoralization of a nation, look, man, you do it in the UK, what's the fallout? Nothing. Why? They have no guns. You demoralize the UK, you just make the men of that country even more weak and gay. You demoralize people in Australia. No guns, no ability to fight back, but you demoralize Americans, it's the most dangerous thing you could do is removing well-armed people's hope. How am I the only one that fucking knows this? Removing a, a, a nation with a hundred fucking twenty million gun owners, you take away their hope. It's literally the most dangerous thing you could do in this country. Nobody wants to fucking see those people believe that there's no other means ahead. You want people to believe that there's a a, a completely uh, a democratic way of of still having their voices be heard. You want them to believe that the process still works and it's not broken. It's critical because right now we're losing every aspect of the American uh, civilization. Everything has been undercut. They've demoralized so many of the American people that they, they, they've undercut the, the fucking judiciary. They've undercut our sacred right to vote. They've undercut the fucking uh, nuclear family. They've undercut our churches. They've undercut the relationship between us and our doctors. They've undercut our U.S. military members. They've undercut our sports. Americans don't believe this shit. Even if they're not MAGA, regular people don't want 99% of the crap they're putting in front of us. We want peace, we want strength, we want a clean election. I don't wanna see a rigged election. I don't wanna see people spazzing out. Plus, it's gonna make, it's gonna make the, the public even more fucking deranged. We need a nice clean election, one where everybody, winner or loser, knows the outcome was completely transparent and fair. And one of the only ways to get that starts this Thursday. A lot of Americans don't know this. This Thursday, the Supreme Court is going to be reviewing the case for President Trump regarding staying on the ballot. That's step one. Step one is making sure that somewhere along this process, something foundationally is maintained that, that reminds us that the country still has at least some, some justice in it. On a lighter note, here's a couple of funny things. We'll start here. Uh, my friend, Miguelifornia likes to read a lot of news, especially when that news discusses Rob DeSantis. You might remember him as the worst presidential candidate in the history of American politics. Well, Rob DeSantis had an article written about him. And uh, one of the things that he mentions, uh, it says, uh, by that point, DeSantis was so concerned he was being spied on by Never Back Down staff that he would try to isolate himself in the back of the Super PACs bus during swings through Iowa. Do you guys understand what this means? Ron DeSantis was hiding in the back of the bus those final few weeks because he was, a, he was convinced that he was being spied on. This is why it was the worst campaign in the history of American presidential politics. Bro was hiding in the back. Remember when I told you we smoked cigars while he hid in the back of the bus? And some people thought we were exaggerating? Wrong. He wouldn't come out. Me and Miguel smoked cigars right in front of that damn bus, and the only reason we stopped after about a half an hour was we were starting to get frostbite on our faces. We were in Iowa halfway through a smoke and had to eventually give in because we were like, dude, this uh, I'm going to lose my nose. And he would not get off the bus with his wife because he was afraid that we were going to take pictures of him and make fun of him. Which we totally would have done, by the way. We totally would have done that. Thank you, Mike, for finding that. That is really funny. That is really funny. All right. Um, so this is pretty interesting. Now, it, I don't know if this story has been confirmed yet. Did you guys hear about rapper named Killer Mike? Now, Killer Mike uh, is an old school rapper, bro. Like, I didn't even know. This dude came out and won three Grammys last night but this guy has been around for like decades, okay? Killer Mike. Now, the rumor I have heard is that Killer Mike refused, refused to use the Grammys as a platform to endorse uh, Joe Biden. Now, I don't know if this is true, but I have heard that Killer Mike still wasn't going to endorse Joe Biden at the Grammys, that he wasn't going to use his platform to back Joe. This is what I heard. So then he goes out, he gets three Grammys and gets arrested. Now I'm not saying he's a Trump supporter, but the rumor was that the the Biden administration and the Biden campaign was pushing this guy to back Joe publicly prior to the uh, prior to the uh, Grammys and he wouldn't do it and then he got arrested now unfortunately he is a uh, unhinged liberal but pretty interesting story don't know if it's true but he was charged with battery which who fucking knows who knows i i don't believe anything anymore out of the media so who fucking knows couldn't tell you couldn't tell you you just never Never know. Also, uh, and this is probably fake news because President Trump is a gentleman. Though if it's not, if it's true, he would be totally correct. E. Jean Carroll lawyer Roberta Kaplan says Trump called her a cunt at (laughs) Mar-a-Lago. What? He would never, he's a gentleman. This is fake news. I called her a cunt. Donald Trump would never call her a cunt at Mar-a-Lago. That is absurd. But we here at the Dilly Show will call you a cunt right now. You're a cunt. Yeah, she totally is. Listen, President Trump is not this guy. He's just not. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but he's not. He wouldn't do that. He's a gentleman. He wouldn't do this. Even even if he felt this and thought this, he would not say this to her face at Mar-a-Lago. He wouldn't. It's a funny story. We obviously... All hope it's true. But I'm telling you, having spent a little bit of time with him and met him a couple times, zero chance this happened. Zero chance. Never happened. Now, would he say this about her privately to his lawyers? Probably. Yes, probably he would maybe call her that. But to her face, he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. He, he is so much more of a gentleman than people give him credit for. He wouldn't do that. He wouldn't. Yeah, he just wouldn't do that. I, I I would love to sit here and tell you that Trump's some kind of a savage that way. He's not. It's not his style. The Actually, having spent time with him, I can see why, like, I think he's probably seen a clip or two from my show, but this show, he wouldn't sit through this. I learned that. I learned I, I learned some things. I'm like having just my own assessment. This isn't the kind of show that he would even be interested in. As a matter of fact, he'd probably be like, kind of mortified by my, my language. She was there to depose him. But yeah, President Trump is a lot more. He's way more polished and, and more gentlemanly than anybody on either side of the aisle gives him credit for. Like, I was okay with it. Once I met him, and then I hung out with him in South Carolina at the football game for a little bit, I was like, yeah, you've never watched the show all the way through. I think he's probably seen some clips that he thought were funny, and I'm sure the kids have shown him some stuff, but that's it. He he. This isn't the kind of broadcast he would sit through. He's extremely polished, man. I I, I know everybody... I think we you maybe cuz of the memes and stuff we have this like fantasy of what we we want Donald Trump to be like, but he's just not that way. He's incredibly polished. He's a, he's a total gentleman no matter what. It's actually probably one of the things I respect the most out of him is he's a better person than I am. They like the way he is he just doesn't make those kind of social mistakes. Unless he has a plan But even still, he wouldn't say that. Call her a pig, a fat pig, and some of that kind of stuff. He wouldn't call her a cunt. Nah. He wouldn't do that. He wouldn't say that to her face. She never heard that. Somebody on his staff might have said it. I could see that. I could see somebody on the staff saying it for sure. I know of at least four members of that staff that would 100% call her a cunt to her face if given the opportunity. All day long. They'd be like, you're a fucking cunt. Get out of here but none of them would be Donald Trump. Nope, didn't happen. Didn't happen, I don't believe it. Speaking of Donald Trump, we're gonna talk a little, uh, we're gonna talk a little uh, polling because some more polling comes out. I try to grab them whenever they come out, but we got this latest one from uh, UMass. I guess it's a University of Massachusetts poll. Showing President Trump up four on Joe Biden. We got a four point lead. According to UMass polling. Uh, Okay, thousand people uh, polled on this one. Uh, Democrats plus eight, by the way. You see that? Do you see the breakdown? So they oversampled Dems by eight and he's... Still beating Biden by four. Can we just take this in for a moment? Right there is the split. 43% of respondents were Democrat. 35% were Republican. 22% were Independents. They oversampled Dems plus eight. And Trump still leads by four. Uh, That means it's more like a 12-point lead. That's a 12-point lead. This is why they're behaving the way they are. All of America who actually is paying attention knows the Democrats are facing extinction this November. They're in so much trouble, and they can't hide it. They can't oversample it. Imagine they came out and actually pulled evenly and had to tell America... Trump's up 12 nationally with fucking nine months to go. This is a nationwide poll. Trump is leading by four, and that's when you're oversampling Dems by eight. They are panicked right now. They are panicked. Look around. Pay attention, people. The reason you're under such duress is because they recognize they're facing the apocalypse. Let's
2: just start with the bottom
1: line. When you ask folks, hey, if it's the general election and it's Trump versus Biden, our poll, Donald Trump, Now leads Joe Biden by five points. Compare that to the last time we polled back in November. Trump was ahead then, but it was only by two points. It's even more significant when you look at it this way. Over time, we have been testing for five years now, going back to 2019, a Biden-Trump matchup. Remember, 2019-2020, Joe Biden led. He led big in every single one of our polls For the first time in November, Donald Trump pulled ahead in our poll. And now at five points, this is the biggest lead NBC has ever had in 16 polls for Donald Trump over Joe Biden. And, of course, undergirding all of this is this question of he is the incumbent, Joe Biden. We ask voters, what do you think of the job he's doing? And look at that, Kristen. 37 percent approve, and now 60 percent disapprove. It's only the first week of February, okay? I want you to really consider what you're looking at here. These are leftist media heads having to report on Donald Trump expanding his lead just since November from a plus two to a plus five on a poll that still oversamples Democrats by anywhere from five to eight points. There are nine months left. Donald John Trump is going to get a hundred million votes in November. One hundred million votes. And it's going to shock the world. It's going to be such a decisive margin of victory that no cheating, uh, all the cheating you could fucking come up with will not stop him from getting elected. There aren't enough fake ballots on planet Earth to make up the difference. He's going to get 100. He's going to get a 100. He's going to make that giant jump from 76 million last time to 100. And the more you open up this lead, the more that these polls become commonplace. Plus five, plus four. What happens when this says plus nine by summer? What happens when the US economy and the American public are continuing to suffer so dramatically? so dramatically that they are essentially out, completely out of reasons to vote for Biden. That's what's happening right now. Look at this shit. 44% of Americans can't pay an unexpected $1,000 expense from savings. Can you imagine the level of stress you'd be living under? I remember these days. I remember thinking... If I had $1,000 in savings, I would be completely, like, comfortable. I remember these days. I remember having to convince myself, Brendan, no accidents, no car problems, no physical issues. We don't have healthcare. We don't have a savings account. We can't afford to have anything go wrong. I remember having these conversations every morning before I fucking left my house thinking... If, is, if an unexpected, I remember a car problem being the biggest panic in my life. I remember a belt breaking on my car and before I learned how to change my own belts, I remember thinking, oh my God, what am I going to do now? I remember going to the gas station and accidentally over pumping and using my my grocery money. I remember doing that on X. I remember one time leaving the pump running and fucking freaking out because I had just used the $37 I needed for groceries. I was only supposed to put $10 into my little four cylinder in gas and then going to use the rest to get some groceries for that weekend for me and my daughters. And I remember being like, oh my God, I just pumped almost all of my, my grocery money into my gas tank. And I think I had like six bucks left. Americans are living through this right now. This is literally hell. Living in fear of having anything go wrong is hell. I remember it. I remember it like it was yesterday. Not having enough to even cover basic emergencies is hell. And it's one thing if you're just you, but if you're taking care of other people, you got a spouse or you got children, it's a million times worse. Because at least if it's just you, you go, eh, I'm a tough son of a bitch, I'll figure it out. But when it's you and then you've got dependence and you're just praying to God, please God, let me just go to and from work this week without issues. Please don't send me an unexpected bill. I remember I remember when they, they debited my account for some shit I didn't even know I owed on. You ever have one of those happen? Had a certain amount of money going into the end of the month to pay my rent. Woke up to pay my rent and half my money was gone because somebody fucking, some creditor that I didn't know about had reached into my bank account and seized the money back. I had that one I lived that. I remember waking up and not having a car because they came and picked it up. That was the most, that, that was by far the worst. One time in 2016, I was trying to negotiate with the bank because I was only two payments behind and they would not negotiate with me at all. So I spent three months hiding my car in the area that I lived and walking back to my apartment because they were trying to repossess it. That was 2016. I'd have to hide anywhere from three to five blocks away just praying to God that the tow truck didn't find my car. That was my 2016. And then you know what happened? They found that fucking thing. They found it. I didn't park far enough away. And they found it and they seized it. I remember those days. This is That was the position I was in in 2016 for Trump coming into office. I was like, I, if we don't get this guy here, I'm screwed. I don't know if I'll ever actually climb out of this mess. I need somebody with some basic sense. 23% of Americans surveyed by Newsweek last week said they only had a few days of savings left to finance their basic costs of living. Yep, I remember this too. I remember these days clear as day. I remember living my life quite literally Monday through Wednesday. I remember those days. That's not an an, uh, America's dream. I remember working hard too and still being like, okay, if I do this, that, and the other, I still have, uh, I should have enough to make it to Thursday. And then if I can... Maybe have some leftovers on Thursday. I'll have Friday's lunch. And if I do that, I get paid after work on Friday. That'll be good. I remember that. I remember learning. I remember finding out that the way banks push through uh, uh, your spending is they they actually push, push it through in a way that whatever will bounce your account first, they push that first, so they can charge you $35 per additional line item. So like, let's say you had seven purchases that didn't bounce your account, and then the eighth one bounced the account. So you should only have one, uh, and say it's something big. The eighth one should be the only one that you have a $35 overdraft fee. Well, then I remember finding out that the banks literally push your biggest purchases through first so that way they can overdraft you sooner, right? So you got all these pending purchases. They push the biggest one through first and then they charge you $35 per transaction. I remember having no money and I remember finding out that the bank found a way to make sure I overdrafted by $3 and I ended up with $350 in overdraft fees. That was slick. I remember those days. I remember being like, wait, what? And I overdrafted by three bucks. And I opened my account and I was negative 350. I thought someone had stolen my identity. Crooks. Crooks. Whole system's a bunch of fucking crooks. That's why you've got to stay lit all the time. And I mean aggressive, anti establishment, anti. And it don't matter how much money you make, by the way. I'm successful. I make pretty good money. Guess what? They're finding a way to bleed me. They find a way to bleed all of us. They found a way to bleed me, too. Don't you worry. Car insurance premiums in the United States will continue to climb this year after rising more than 43%. Since January of 2022, the national average for full coverage car insurance was 2,543 per year as of January, up 26% since January of 23. Bro, look around. My insurance costs are through the roof. I don't got no new accidents, don't got any new fucking tickets. Those are the real numbers right there, folks. They want your land back. They want your house back. They want your car back. They want to bleed you the fuck dry. All levels. All levels. They're trying to do this. They're trying to do it at levels that the government... The hidden hand can operate. Those are unfucking believable. Unbelievable fucking prices in insurance. I just had this discussion with my uh, car insurance lady. It was gross. It was it was gross. I, I've got let's see, one, two, three vehicles with her for three drivers, and one of them is my 18-year-old, who uh, obviously doesn't have uh, any accidents or tickets, and I think we're at, just on those three vehicles, this doesn't include Randy's SUV, I think on those three vehicles, we're at 4,700 every six months. Now, thankfully, my daughter pays her own car insurance because she's very responsible. And that's on one of the vehicles. But that leaves me and Randy a huge amount just on the other two. That's just for six months. It's the one caveat I'm going to warn you about. I'm going to warn you about the one caveat on buying a Mercedes S-Class. Like I've got, most insurance companies won't insure me. They won't insure the Benz. The Porsche, they didn't care. They're like, I had no problem. They won't insure the Mercedes. Found two, two fucking car insurance places. That'll do it. Yeah, they say that the biggest prop, the issue they have is the, the cost of the vehicle and the horsepower. They don't want to insure that vehicle. It's impossible to replace. I got $7,000 fucking Swarovski crystal headlights, you guys. They don't want to touch that thing. They don't want to touch it. I got fucking 600 plus horsepower, 700 horsepower. But they, the car, because of its performance, they don't want to touch it. No insurance agencies. So they got you by the nuts because you're like, okay, I bought this vehicle. It's a Mercedes-Benz thinking, what's the problem? fucking insane right so it's 3,300 for six months just for me and randy's porsche that doesn't even include that doesn't even include uh randy's suv that fucking nuts it's true story oh no they don't know that it has a tune on it that's just the base that's just the base I recommend to anybody buying performance vehicles, you better shop your insurance first because you've got to to calculate that number into the total. Yes, it's Swarovski crystals in the headlights, and yes, those are stock. Now, I did tune it, but they don't know that. Yeah, they don't know that I tuned it. But I'm just warning you, a lot of these uh, places, these insurance companies, don't want to touch the really expensive vehicles. Eventually, I'll probably do some kind of gigantic umbrella policy and I'll throw all my vehicles under there. But, yeah. That's the insurance. But you, you, ha- you what do you do, right? If you like your vehicle like I do, I like my car. I don't want to get rid of my car. But I have to insure it, right? I want to be a good citizen. This is the game they play. It don't matter. I don't give a fuck who you are. Paying that much money every six months, you, you're going to feel that shit. I don't care how much money you make. You're like, damn, that's a lot of money. And it's co- it's continued to go up, by the way. The car is getting older, which is cheaper, and it's still going up. Do you know how insane that is, too? Remember that was how it was supposed to go? Remember it was supposed to be where as your vehicle depreciated and got older, your insurance went down? Nope. Nope. So it doesn't matter what end of the spectrum you're at. I remember being, I remember driving my four cylinder and and they found a way to skin me on that. And I remember, yeah, I I have a fucking 800 FICO, okay? Like, I have an 800 fucking FICO. It don't matter. I have an 800 FICO with no fucking car accidents or claims in I don't know how long. And they still are gouging the fuck. So it don't matter what level of the socioeconomic ladder you're at. They're going to get you going or coming one way or the other. That's why everybody is starting to, that's why the, there's a universal pivot towards Trump because I think anybody, especially people who understand money and who are very successful, you look and go, this isn't sustainable. This isn't sustainable. By the way, while we were on this broadcast today, they've just raised mortgage rates back up over 7%. They thought it was gonna come down. It came down sub seven. It was in the sixes for prime. Nope. They just raised interest rates on home loans back up over 7%. Fucking insane. Do you know what else is hurting? Like, Let me explain this real quickly. One of the hidden costs. Do you know one of the reasons this is going up? I'm curious to see how smart my chat is. Why is insurance going up so bad the last two years? I want to see how bright you guys are. What do you think is driving auto insurance claims and insurance costs? What do you think it is? Bronco nation gets the uh, big gold star today. Illegal immigrants. Illegal immigrants, uninsured illegal immigrants running into insured drivers. Illegal immigrants. 12 million illegal immigrants under Joe Biden driving around uninsured crashing into insured vehicles. They've got you fucked so hard until the immigration problem is solved. bunkers but there is hope his name is Donald John Trump and at least one democrat the man that probably is most responsible for Joe Biden becoming the democrat nominee he's looked at the board he's assessed the situation the campaign And he's concluded one thing definitively. James Clyburn says, Biden can't beat the MAGA meme machine online. Clyburn looked and said, you got to hit the pavement, Joe. You got to hit the pavement because you can't beat them online. Goddamn right, James Clyburn. The Dilly Meme team, along with a ton of anonymous MAGA memers, have forced old-ass dementia patient Joe Biden to abandon all hope of being carried via the internet And instead, Clyburn is telling him, you better hit the pavement. You better start door knocking because you're not going to win the online campaign. You'll get crushed by the MAGA meme machine online. Fucking, you're damn right, James Clyburn. All right, you guys, I got to get going. I am uh, heading over to uh, Matt's studio here shortly so that I can do a 5 o'clock live uh, show with Matt Kim on his Rumble channel. Um, I'm, I am better text and confirm that with him. Let me make sure we're good, but um, I'm very excited to go over there. I think it's going to be fun. Yep, I told him I'd be over there by 4.30, so yeah, I got to leave here in about 10 minutes. But uh, I'm done. That's your Monday edition of The Dilly Show. God bless you. God bless America. And God bless President Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilly. And I'll be back tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another episode of The Dilly Show. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. I'll see you guys. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. We're not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by, we're going to get more fired up. We're gonna want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not, is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them, we're raising them. We're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the the, uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. There's not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era, Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just gonna have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere.